0: You actually have the paper copy, you know, uh, scripture. I want you to go with me to the book of um, Ephesians. There is no mystery where we are today, ok? Es el libro de Efesios, donde estamos en esta mañana. Y van a ir conmigo al capítulo número 4, Ephesians chapter 4. That's what I love for you guys to go with me today. Lo que estamos haciendo esta mañana, yendo al libro de Efesios. Ha sido un fin de semana en el cual hemos estado enfatizando whether it's relationships through dating, marriage, and this morning it's a family. Uh, no sé cuánto ustedes vieron el Super Bowl la semana pasada. ¿Sí? ¿Lo vieron? ¿No lo vieron? ¿Sí lo vieron? yeah. Yeah, How many of you guys were forced to watch the Super Bowl? It was like, everybody was there, so might as well. How many of you don't know what the Super Bowl is? Yeah, some of us, you know, are like, hey. What? Okay, so, uh, una de las cosas con respecto a, a los professional sports, and sports in general, not just professional sports. Um, yo yo argumentaría que si eres un Los Angeles Rams fan, you probably would love to go back and watch the game again. Because they won't, right? I mean, when, when, when you win, you wanna watch it again. Uh, porque tu equipo ganó y estás contento con eso. When we speak about the family, when we speak about relationships, you speak. We approach this conversation not, not, not. We do not approach this conversation towards hoping to win. We approach the conversation of the family. And when I say family, let me let me just kind of pause for a quick second. Aquí solamente hay dos tipos de personas los que estamos en esta mañana aquí. Somos el tipo de personas que We were born into a family That we didn't choose ¿Verdad? Nacimos en la familia que no escogimos Simplemente nacimos ¿Verdad? Simplemente mamá, papá Y ahí estamos Nacimos That's one The second type of people O sea, el segundo grupo de personas Thank you brother Which that's the one that excites me the most And I said the most I guess just because My stage of life Is singles you singles are amazing people because you get the privilege to form, to create a family. Entonces, por un lado, tienen los que, que somos todos, nacimos en una familia. We didn't get to choose a family. We were just born there, right? Pero por otro lado, también tenemos la oportunidad de crear una familia. Y en este caso, again, singles, which by the way, um, when I say singles, I'm, I'm saying and I'm speaking of singles as in... Um, and I don't know if things have changed or are changing, I know they're changing, but I don't know the stats recently, but most people will get married in this life. La mayoría de la gente se va a casar. Uh, a lot of you singles are delaying the marriage thing, which is a different conversation for a different day, este, la cuestión de delay marriage. Pero el punto es este, de que ya sea que como nacemos en una familia, ya sea que creamos una familia, whatever you find yourself in this spectrum, I want you to hear this very clearly because I'm thinking of Super Bowl, which is in the past. And if you were to Google Super Bowl from, you know, this previous weeks, you're going to watch the game knowing who won. Tracking? That's how we approach the family. We do not approach the family trying to get creative and figure out what and how to do things. We approach the family... Literally the family, whether it's raising kids, creating your own family, being a kid, you know, whether you're a teenager, you might be young adult, whatever you find yourself, you approach this conversation the way that you will watch the same way that you will watch the Super Bowl. Ya sabemos cómo termina la historia. Does that make sense? Y, y menciono todo eso porque when it comes to family, cuando trata de la familia, yo estoy convencido que la mayoría de, de los problemas que tenemos in the family. The situaciones that we are viviendo, the challenges, the difficulties, whatever the case may be, they are self-inflicted because we disregard the final score. We disregard that the game has been played already. We're just being invited to be a part of the game. So, so here, here's the killer. Here's where it gets so ironic in the conversation. La mejor manera de poder experimentar and I'm, I'm going to use the word "uniqueness." the best way for you to enlist who you really are, and the best way for you to enjoy the family, is to approach it from the understanding that the score has been said, that the victory is won, that the blueprint of the family has been established. Porque lo irónico de esto es que la palabra, here's the irony, the irony of the scriptures is that this non-negotiable, foundational Inmovable you know, uh, 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 experience and, 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 and establishment and, and simply um, decrease from the Bible, that's exactly what gives us the freedom to unleash, to create, to become who we're supposed to be and who we're supposed to be created for. I digo todo eso porque lo que sucede con la palabra de Dios, and again if you're raising children, there's a major point, um, The Word of God, and as a church, I I, I want to commend you, porque una de las cosas que me encanta cuando voy a iglesias a predicar, if I'm I'm able to speak into churches, which I do a lot, um, anytime that I see the folks leading worship, and not just leading worship, but just across the, the whole spectrum of the church, if they are half my age, that's really a good sign. Me gusta eso porque ya casi estoy llegando a los 50, yo sé que me veo más de 50, pero estoy llegando casi a los 50 y cuando veo que está creciendo el gap in, in, in my generation, you know, look at my kids and my, now moving the almost to the stage of grandkids. Lo interesante del evangelio no es necesariamente lo que hemos creído, pero cómo pasamos, cómo pasamos ese evangelio a la siguiente generación. And I'm going to say this again. Family is the best vehicle, um, I I believe. Family is the best vehicle to convey this message. Now, look at me for a second. To convey this message in a manner that we, that we invite, that we disciple, that we share, that we do this together to to the generation, to the nucleus of the family. Where we stop seeing the scriptures as control, but instead of, instead of as protection. En lugar de que digamos, okay, tengo que obedecer, tengo que portarme bien, tengo que ser fiel a mi esposa. No, no, you don't have to. You get to. Do you see the difference? You don't have to. No, you don't have to. Because see, without the scriptures, literally, you are going to try to play the Super Bowl and try to score and try to win. Now, look at me. How's that working for us? How's that working when it comes to the family relationships and trying to do on our own, trying to figure out how to do when you put yourself as the coach and you think that this is your deal, is your game, is your family, is your marriage, is your money, is your sexuality is not working. It has never worked. Entre parenthesis, this is a huge parenthesis. And I need to hear me say this because the song that we just sang and pastor just came and read some of these references from the Old Testament, especially again, when the law was given. Lo irónico de esto que cantamos, en again, there's a lot of irony on this, es que es un mensaje que es como una moneda. If you look at coin, there is two sides of the coin. ¿Me explico? La pregunta es cuál de los dos sides makes the coin, and the answer is yes. Necesita los dos lados de la moneda, ¿no es cierto? ¿Qué estoy diciendo? Que todo lo que cantamos, which speaks about the blessing of God, guess what? The same passages, the same God says, now that's who I am. I'm by nature I blessed. That's who I am. but el mismo Dios dice, this is what the Bible says. The same God, the same scripture, the same narrative says, if you disobey me, if you disregard everything I just told you, guess what? Now the curses are, are coming your way. Amen. Does that make sense? So that's what I'm saying. It's not an either or. It's a. Both end of the conversation. Y el resto de nuestra vida tenemos que ver al Dios que que el Dios que por naturaleza es bueno y bendice, pero es el Dios que ejerce lo que llamamos ira, venganza. His wrath, his vengeance. And you don't get to choose because, again, as a father, I'm thinking right now, um, we have three kids, I have a wife and three kids. If anybody tries to hurt my wife or my kids, If anybody, 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 because the love that I have for them, they will get to see my wrath. Does that make sense? Porque si no defiendo y protejo a mis hijos o a mi esposa, no los amo. If I'm just idle and I'm just looking and somebody's hurting my family, you're going to look at me and say, you don't love your, you're not even a man. How can you allow this, right? Entonces, pensemos en ese término porque, tragically, when it comes to God, when it comes to uh, the actual commands of the Lord, we are very linear thinkers. We're, we're Westerners, so we think linear thinking, we, we're very black and white. La Biblia fue escrita más como en una, en, we call this dialectical pairs, we call this the unresolved tension. En el cual la salvación es gratis, pero cuesta el resto de tu vida. Does that make sense? Salvation is free, but it will cost everything of who you are. For you to continue to, to be surrendered to the Lord. Entonces lo mismo pasa en esto. The same God who loves you and which of sin and blesses you. And by the way, when it comes to the blessing of God, the blessing of God is over the entire creation. Not just those who love God. I don't know if you noticed that. Pero el Señor bendice simplemente porque somos su creación. So if you're in this place and you do not know whether you are a child of the Lord... Hopefully, this is the day that you will make the distinction between being created by God and belonging to God. Does that make sense? I, I hope there's a distinction here. This it- is what I'm trying to tell you, based on the Scriptures. When it comes to the blessing of God, the Bible says that the blessing of God makes us accountable. Y aquí la accountability cuando Dios nos bendice, or because God has blessed us. The accountability is that when you're blessed, which, another parenthesis, okay? I got a lot of parenthesis. When I talk about the blessing of God and what you just saying, can we agree about something here? Because I'm thinking of marriage, okay? I love to be married this July, 25 years of marriage. Amazing, great. Blessed by the Lord. Look at me, look at me. This is important. The reason why I love marriage is because marriage is the means to get to the girl. It's about the girl. Have you watched movies lately? In movies always about saving the girl, no es cierto? Siempre hay que salvar a la muchacha. El hero goes after the girl. That's exactly for me marriage. In other words, I love marriage. I, when I got married, I, I was done with singleness. You know, I was like, okay, it, it, it was good. Good ride. It's over. Let's go. Let's move to this. But here's the point. I, I love marriage because it gives me access to the girl. What am I saying? That, that I don't want to be married, married to anybody else. Does that make sense? So the invitation has been, do not fight for the marriage. Fight for the person. You see the difference? O sea, porque porque en la cuestión de luchar por el matrimonio, la realidad es que yo puedo formar otro matrimonio con alguien más. O sea, no tiene mucho chiste esto, verdad? Eh, pero se trata. Entonces, traduzcan eso con respecto a la persona de Dios. When it comes to the blessing, watch this. When it comes to the blessing, guess what? God is the blessing. I don't know if that's clear. God is the blessing. El apóstol Pedro hablando la iglesia de la dispersión. This is Paul uh, Peter at the very end of the scripture speaking to the church who are in this ray and they're heading towards a lot of calamities. Peter reminds him exactly what God did and said at the very beginning of the story when the people of God possessed the promised land. La, la, el pueblo de Dios, después de 40 años en el desierto, van a poseer la tierra prometida. And God, literally through the leadership of Joshua, delivers, así les empieza a repartir la tierra prometida. Today, if you Google that piece of land, that real estate, is called the nation of Israel. So I'm not making this up, right? History tells us, and Google Maps tells you right now. So, uh, Joshua va a empezar a repartir la tierra. Cuando llega a la tribu de los levitas, this is Peter at the end of the Bible making reference because for this people in the New Testament, that's their Bible, the Old Testament. That's all they have. So, está Pedro hablando a la iglesia, que se le dice de la dispersión, the people of God, the church of God, in a very confusing scenario, moving towards calamities. Peter says, let's go back to how this whole thing begun This is why you don't have to get creative, you just come back to how it all began. Y cuando cuando Josué empieza a repartir la tierra, the tribe of the Levites, los sacerdotes, they don't get a piece of land. And God tells them, I am your inheritance. Yo soy tu regalo, yo soy. Entonces Pedro hablando a la iglesia, guess what? The same thing, the church going through the craziness of life, the craziness of persecution, a lot of confusion doctrinally. I'm speaking of the church. Estoy hablando de la iglesia después de Cristo. Después de que Cristo ya vino, ya murió, ya resucitó. Estamos hablando en tiempo de persecución, donde la cosa se pone muy difícil. El apóstol Pedro, Peter, speaking from the perspective that God, the Holy Spirit, has anointed him to speak and to give this word from the Lord, a very unique task, que son los que escriben la palabra de Dios, he tells the church. I'm not here to promise you that you will get to keep everything that you possess. I'm not here to tell you, this is Peter speaking, that you will navigate better seasons of your life. I'm here to tell you that regardless of what happens, what you get at the end is a person. That's what you get. Who's that person? The same God is God. In other words, lo que entendemos de la Biblia es que Dios habita entre nosotros. Emmanuel, Dios con nosotros. Él habita entre nosotros. See, in the first century, cuando Cristo nace a través de una virgen. When you go back into the Christmas season, this is where it gets really crazy, so confusing. Which I don't blame him. I think you and I will have reacted exactly the same way. La gente en el primer siglo, back in in Jesus' time. They were okay with having a Messiah. They, they, they hunger. They were so eager for someone that will come and deliver them. Estaban ansiosos que alguien les ayudara en su necesidad. Watch this. They, they, they were okay with a rabbi who's someone that will come in and simply teach them the ways of the Lord. They were okay with miracle workers because um, come on, this is a generation with a lot of needs. So they need divine intervention. There was no problem with the one thing that they never expected and they rejected is for the one who showed up was God himself. No one expected God to show up. They expected a messenger from God, so that's called Messiah, an anointed one, pero decir que Dios habitaba entre nosotros y aquí es donde Cristo se mete en problemas porque Cristo viene y dice, "No solamente no solamente te sano, pero tus pecados te son perdonados." Esa cultura sabía quién era la única persona que puede perdonar pecados. Yes, it's Dios. So everybody looks at Jesus and says, wait a minute. I just follow you on Facebook, man. Are you implying that you are God? Point exactly. Unfollow. This guy is crazy. He's a lunatic. Now, this is what I meant earlier when I told you that we play the game of family from the perspective that the game has been played. That he is who he said he is. Does that make sense? because most of us we don't have, we don't disagree with having an opinion about Jesus we got an opinion of everything by the way right we sentimos entitled to share every single thought every single feeling which i don't think is right nor is really working uh, it, but, but the, the issue is not whether you believe in Jesus the issue is whether you believe what Jesus believes about himself you see a difference Una vez más, una vez más, porque es importante que tú creas en Jesús, pero aquí el punto no es simplemente creer en Jesús. Aquí el punto es creer lo que Jesús creyó acerca de quién. Una vez más, I don't know if I'm making sense, okay, I guess not. Listen to me. Most people want to hear what Jesus says and believes about us. So you want to hear from God, you want to hear a promise from God, you want to sing about God, nothing wrong with that. And I'm glad that you, are hunger, that you are hungry to hear what God says about you. But that's not the point of the story. The, the centrality of the scriptures is not what God says about you and I. The centrality of the Bible is about what God says about himself. This is a book about God. Because if you want to know who you are, you will never know who you are unless you know who he is. And you will never know who he is unless you know what he says about himself. This is why church plays a major role. Because in church, we don't get gather together simply to make you feel better, to help you understand what you're going through or what you're feeling. this That's not the point. This is what I said. See, marriage, family, raising kids, divorce, remarriage, whatever you find yourself, you approach this conversation the way that you will Google the Super Bowl. If you were to Google Super Bowl this year, you will, you will you get to watch the Super Bowl, but guess what? The score has been said. You don't get to change the score. Vegas doesn't get to change the score. No player, because it's in the past, tracking with what I'm saying. So the family, we approach the family conversation from what has been done, not what you need to do. Now, look at me. Because that's what we see from Paul writing to the Ephesians, and I'm fixing to show you a couple of things on that. When you see and when you approach life, marriage, finances, relationships, whatever topic you want to see, you approach it from what has been done versus what needs to be, what needs to get done. What has been done versus what you need to do. When you do that, based on what he has done, now you get to do. So you still need to do, but the doing is based on what has been done. I don't know if that makes sense. Vamos a say that again. See, you're doing whatever you find yourself and whatever you think you need to do, or whatever you've been procrastinating that you need to get done, whatever that might be, It's not based on what you think and what you feel and what you believe and what you wish you can do or what you, uh, you know, desire to do. None of those things are wrong. I don't mind you expressing and thinking and you, you know, again, si si pensamos en cuestión de relaciones, no no hay nada malo con enamorarse, con soñar, con crear, nada malo con eso. But, But you don't get to do any of those things unless it is approved by the God who has already operated, who has actually done it. For us in that regard. So, what, what does that mean? Let you ask. That's exactly what I was going. Um, lo que significa en este caso, and here's what I want you to, uh, uh, you know, just hear uh, the scriptures, the God, the God of the Bible. Eso es lo que ha sucedido. Eso es lo que ya Dios ha hecho. De que cuando describe esto, habla y dice, el que descendió es el mismo que ascendió por encima de todos los cielos para llenarlo completamente. So so we're speaking from from the perspective that this is something that has taken place. Are we on the first slide? Can you guys go to the very first slide for me? Can you put it in there for me? Si piensan en lo que ya sucedió, y aquí estamos hablando de lo que ya se ha llevado a cabo. Okay. Let me see. Si, si, si piensan en lo que ya sucedió o lo que ya se ha llevado a cabo, es simplemente observen cómo es que él ya lo ha llenado todo. So we approach this conversation from what he has done. Eh, dice la biblia que, and again, I, I want to read from the English version. The one who descended is himself, and also he who de, who ascended. So he descended, he ascended. So he's a done deal, right? Ya vino, ya se fue. Ya hizo todo lo que tenía que hacer. Era far above all the heavens. Esta conversación cuando dice la Biblia de all the heavens. esta cuestión de todos los cielos. One of the issues, and again, you, you can go back into this conversation in, in depth if you wanted to. One of the issues and one of the reasons why Paul is going to write to these churches in Ephesus. This is why he's going to write to them. Una de las razones es precisamente porque what has been infiltrated, lo que había entrado dentro de la iglesia, which is false teaching, is the, is the thinking of a dualism, uh, de, de pensar en dos, en dos uh, realidades o en dos esferas, en, en decir, okay, esta es la esfera espiritual, esta es la esfera material. So, so translate that, into, just, just hear me say this. This is the typical mindset of Christianity today that says, what matters is what you believe, it doesn't matter what you do or how you live. So when it comes to your finances and your relationships and your sexuality and raising kids or dealing with elderly parents, look at look at this. It doesn't matter what I do because it's my money, it's my marriage or whatever. As long as I believe the right thing. So la pregunta es si has aceptado a Cristo. La pregunta es si crees en la Biblia. And again, I don't I don't mind, and and, and it's nothing wrong with believing. But according to what we're saying here, based on this. People in Ephesus they tragically believed the right thing and had nothing to do with decision making. Their belief system was not making a difference in their worldview. Worldview implies how they make choices, decisions in life. Entonces, traduzcan eso que estoy diciendo porque hoy en día, trágicamente, podemos usar la iglesia as a loophole. We, we can utilize children's church or conferences like this or, you know, uh, vacation Bible school and then next Sunday you got this emphasis with the kids. Nothing wrong with those. Listen to me, listen to me. Si, el punto aquí es que lo que hace, the, the function of the church is simply train you on how to bring together, merge together. El, el punto es fusionar una vez más, no solamente lo que creen nuestros hijos, pero como tomas decisiones. See, to the iglesia, this is, this is the training camp. This is where we're trained. And I'm saying this because tragically, because we're so driven by the same issue of how these people divorce or change these things. Tragically, what happens is we settle by simply saying, well, my kid grew up in church and my grandson believes in Jesus. But has nothing to do on how they make choices. has nothing to do with how they respond to life. And still, we're so driven by the uniqueness or the autonomy to think that if you're going to play the game of life, marriage, relationships, guess what? You don't approach it with the mindset that the score has been set. Como estamos hablando del Super Bowl, it has been done. It's in the past. Entonces, cuando el apóstol Pablo está hablando a la iglesia, está describiendo esto. Pone esta question de los heavens, porque en la mentalidad de esta gente, which were the false teachers that came into the church, they created they created not only a division, a split of the spiritual realm and the physical realm, but this this is what they did. They put it like this. So literally what, what that implied is that they believed in Jesus, but they were living life as if there is no God. Does that sound like the American church today? I mean, we're, we're, we are the most confused, narcissistic, self-indulgent generation of people over the face of the earth that we profess faith in Jesus Christ. And I just made a huge statement. I know, I know this is radical statement, and I don't know if I'm going to be you know, be brought to the church and invited again. But But I'm just telling you, I'm just telling you as a pastor, as a pastor, I don't mind marriage counseling. I do mind marriage counseling with Christian people that should know better. Okay, A lot of the Christian counseling in marriage couples today is literally about it, it, marriage counseling most of the time is trying to help a couple to remind them. This game of marriage or relationship, you don't play it as if you have a clear score, a blank score. The score is said. The score is Christ likeness. The score is that you and I are called, whether you're single, you're married, you're single again, whatever you find. The goal is not marriage. The goal is not singleness. The goal is not you. The win is not me. The win is Christ-likeness while you are on this earth. Get on the game and live like Jesus. That's what it means. So, in esa conversación es donde, donde literalmente... Can you guys help me to move my PowerPoint? Um, en esa conversación es donde literalmente está pidiendo el apóstol Pablo recordándoles a ellos e- y llevándolos porque observen cómo lo que Cristo ha hecho, lo que Cristo ha hecho es que él ha reunido en, en español usa en uh, inglés is, is actually using to bring all things together in, in Christ. The implication aquí está la implicación de reunir es que estaban ¿qué es lo opuesto a unir? Estaban separados. ¿Me explico? Estaban separados. Entonces, la separación de las cosas sucede en el libro de Génesis. If you go back to the story, back at the beginning, what happens at the beginning? There is a fragmentation, there is a a, a division, there is a brokenness. O sea, la, la relación con Dios en toda la humanidad, literalmente, es rota. Entonces, la paga de esa de esa experiencia, el pecado que se comete, solamente puede ser reunido a través de Christ Jesus. So, so I'm gonna say this once again. I'm gonna say this again, and and we're gonna pray after that. But, but, but th- th- this is my point. My point is that people without Jesus, they don't know. They do not know that their relationship has been fragmented because without Jesus, all that you know is your way of thinking, your way of doing life. Entonces, no los culpo, but I will make him responsible. I don't know if that makes sense. In other words, you need to be, you need to be transformed. You need to be um, empowered by the Holy Spirit to recognize that we have been divided, broken at a soul, a spiritual level. Y el día de ayer hablamos acerca de un train, hablamos acerca de un engine, hablamos acerca de todos los carts en el train y hablamos de un caboose. Entonces estoy hablando desde el, de, de, estamos estoy hablando no de lo que hacemos, estoy hablando acerca de lo que somos. This is essence, this is who we are. So, based on the scripture, Paul is speaking, at the very, this is chapter one of Ephesians. At the very beginning, he is going to invest three chapters, son seis capítulos en Efesios, los primeros tres Lo que Pablo va a hablar, va a hablar no de la unidad que la iglesia necesita tener. Pablo no es un marriage counselor que va a decir, I know you guys are going through a difficult time, and and here's what you need to do to treat your wife better, or to deal with your rebellious child, or now that you're going through whatever. No, Paul is going to come back and say, the church is in this way. The culture is crazy. This is not working out. Look at me. Paul says, I'm going to invest three chapters before I get to the latter three chapters, which is the first one. Antes de entrar en los tres, donde te voy a dar el what to do, I'm going to tell you first what has been done. Does that make sense? So please, stop coming to church trying to be told what to do. You, need to, you come to church to be reminded what has been done. By the way, by the way, what has been done, it was without your help. Because that's the gospel. The gospel is what Jesus has done without my help. The only thing that you brought into the gospel or into your salvation, guess what it is? It's only shame. It's only sin. It's only the things that literally has made us enemies of God. De otra manera, si tú piensas, and I keep on thinking that I brought something to the conversation, it's called entitlement. It's called me-ism. It's called self-indulgence. It's called my way or the highway, and it's not working. So anyway, so Paul says, hey, here's what I just gonna tell you, man, I mean for the next three chapters. So are you guys ready? Paul is speaking to the church. Are you guys ready? Because I know you I know you're taking notes. I know you know some of you type A, you know, you like the to-do list and all that. We're gonna get to that on chapter four, five, and six. But ahorita, nomás quiero que recuerdes que el trabajo, dice la Biblia, regarding his plan, okay, the fullness, in the fullness of time, this is what he has done. This is before you came into existence. This is before your mama thought about you. This is your, before your mama felt you in her, in her womb. This is before you ever got married. This is what he did. He brought all things together through the person of Jesus Christ. Y la persona que está hablando esto es la persona que iba literalmente rumbo a Damasco con las cartas del sumo sacerdote pensando que él iba a solucionar el problema. I mean, this is the guy that thought that he was the answer. And some of us were so arrogant that we believe that we are the best gift to my my marriage. No, you're not. You are a self-centered. I'm an egocentric, egotistic. That's who I am. It's not what I do. It's who I am. This is why I need this. I need what has been done I need what Jesus has done Through the power of the Holy Spirit And Paul is speaking to a church Now listen to me Paul is speaking not to the better version of the church Paul is speaking to the real church Así es que esta mañana Si, si en tu hogar En tu crianza de los hijos, de los nietos Ver la cosa que no se está moviendo En la dirección que debe de ser If you, if you, if you are finding yourself in a helpless Or hopeless situation I'm all for you to go and see counselors. I think counselors are, we- are wonderful. I'm all for you to find some sort of a therapy or read some books or podcasts. None of the things are wrong in itself. But I- I'm going gonna- to tell you, just, just, just seriously. The issue is Jesus. The issue is that he has brought all things back to himself. Because what you need is not a better wife a better elderly years, a better, and you fill in the blank. What you and I need is literally to recognize, to confess, to do life, as in he has brought everything back to himself. What what am I saying? This is what I'm saying. I don't care how broken this may be, and it's broken, I don't care how empty you may find yourself today, and you may be running on empty. I don't know what you. Or maybe today you are just comfortable, and you're like, man, life is good. Hey, what's the big deal? Covid, uh, it's in the past. Whatever. Listen, listen. I don't care what it is. This is the best thing that you can experience in your life because what Jesus does, he brings all together to himself, and then, and then. Again, look at the bottom line. Habla acerca de que lo hace tanto en el cielo como en la tierra. So his lordship, his fullness, his capacity, his work covers every single thing. And this is why, this is why, when we look into this experience, he simply is going to come back and present that as the wholeness and the oneness of everything in our lives. El apóstol Pablo habla acerca de un solo Señor, de una sola fe, de un solo bautismo. Habla simplemente de que, de, de que la unidad de la iglesia, and by the way, I'm on chapter four, so I just jumped from chapter one, which was what God has done, chapter four, chapter five, chapter six, todos esos capítulos, los últimos three, is about what the church needs to do. So apparently the church is struggling because everybody has their own belief, everybody has their own faith, has their own deal. Y, y, y el punto aquí es que la unidad, la, the unity that Jesus brought to the conversation, Watch this please. The unity, what we just read. The unity that Jesus united everything to Him. Lo lo que hizo Cristo en unir todas las cosas a Él. Please listen to me. Esa unidad que Cristo hizo es la unidad que la iglesia necesita. Lo que la iglesia no necesita es que la iglesia esté unida. Porque esa unidad es simplemente una unidad humana. Es una unidad de gente que tiene lo que llamamos en inglés cohesiveness, um, like-mindedness. Es la iglesia que potencialmente porque su color de piel es el mismo, porque son la misma generation and personal preferences. Nothing wrong with those things. I don't oppose you liking each other. That's a good thing. But I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. The issue, the reason why we have issues in our marriages and families and society is because of broken vassals. That's who we are. We're just just dysfunctional people, but in Jesus, in the person of Jesus, this unity that he describes at the beginning, la unidad, como Cristo une todas las cosas a él. Es la unidad que la Biblia describe, this is what happens, is before the creation of the world, there is a triune God, que es el Padre, Hijo y Espíritu Santo. Esa unidad perfecta, don't miss this, esa unidad del Dios que es un solo Dios, tres personas, think of a pretzel, one bread, three holes, kind of the same scenario, it's one single bread, right? no adoramos a tres dioses, es un solo Dios. Entonces ese Dios, ven esto, esa unidad perfecta es la que produce salvación al hombre. Porque en la, en la relación perfecta del Padre, Hijo Espíritu Santo Es que el Padre en amor por su Hijo le entrega a aquellos que van a ser salvos So if you are saved you are a gift from the Father to the Son It's just a gift. And the son, en español se dice el vínculo del amor, en esa relación de amor que tiene el Padre, Hijo Espíritu Santo, es que el Hijo responde al amor del Padre al entregarle los que han de ser salvos, el Hijo está dispuesto a pagar lo que llamamos en inglés el ransom. Because although you were a gift from God to Jesus, although you are that, does not imply that you are also the son of the first Adam. Which implies you were born, I was born in sin. And this is why things need to be brought together. So all that I'm trying to tell you is that if you're saved, you're not saved because you said yes to Jesus. That's what happens that's what happens out of the result of that unity. Es la unidad del Dios trino, vean esto, que es lo que Pablo está diciendo, tiene que ser ahora en la iglesia. Do not try to figure this on your own. I know you need to be united, I need to be reconciled, you need to love one another, you need to, you need to do what you're supposed to do as a man, as a woman, as a child, as a... You Pero el, el modelo es esto, es que la unidad de Dios, the triune God, tiene que ser la, la unidad El problema de la iglesia hace dos mil años. This is where, where things are really crazy. The church tried to be united on their own without the unity of God. So, my invitation is simple this morning. This is very simple. The invitation is that the same way that you will watch the Super Bowl from 2022, which is in the past, you already know the score. Los Angeles Rams, they took that trophy. It's exactly the way you approach unity. It's the same way that you singles approach marriage. You don't try to get creative. You simply simply come back to what God has done. You simply come back to what we call the indicative, what has taken place without my help. And based on what he has done, please don't miss this, it's going to require faith for you to believe what God has done. It's going to require for you to trust that he is trustworthy, although things are looking crazy. It's going to have to require for you to be consistent on his consistency, not on your own consistency. It's going to have to, to, you're going to have to come back to be reliable because God is reliable. You're going to have to have faith, and your faith is based on his faithfulness. So are you tracking what I'm saying? Listen to my language. You have to do some things, but what you do is based on what has been Done. And that's where we come back to the scriptures, because the scriptures is about what has been done. And based on what he did, what he has done is how we operate, move, experience, dream, and then we create the life that God has